Hello and welcome to Getting Real with Lee and Lily. This is your co-host Lee and Lily on Anchor. This is a show where no subject will be left off the table and we will be guided by the Holy Spirit. So Lily is going to open up with prayer. Heavenly Father, we're here and we ask that for your presence. Uh, this is a great topic that we have today, which is family. We all need a family. So please help us give your wisdom, your words, what you want to tell the people. Use us to deliver your message and give us favor and give us uh, listeners so we can help out Lord Jesus Christ. Take over in Jesus Christ's name and everybody said amen. Amen. We are so excited y'all about this topic. So the last topic we talked about was tithing. Tithing is like, it was very different how Lily explained it to me. So if you have a chance, go listen to the topic before. Today, Lily and I will be talking about blended families. And this is a topic that we are really passionate about because both of us are in blended families. So I'll be reading about, um, I'll be reading from, saying about, from verses Genesis 2, chapter 2, verse 21 to 24. And then I'll pair it, if a lot of people don't know about pairing, I'll pair it with Matthew 19, verse 4 to 6. So this is basically what God says about marriage, right? And marriage obviously begins, and that's where families begin, with marriage. So let me read it real quick. So the Lord, so the Lord caused man to fall asleep into a deep sleep. While man slept, the Lord took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. The Lord made a woman from the rib and brought her to the man. At last, the man said, this is one bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called a woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his mother and mother and father and is joined to his wife and two are united into one. And now the man and his wife are born, are both naked and but they felt no shame, right? Then I'm going to join it. I'm going to pair it to Matthew 19, where Jesus now talks about discussion of marriage and divorce and marriage. So verse four says, haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied, they record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this explains why a man leaves his mother and father and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two, but one, let no, let no one split apart what God has joined together. So with that being said, I started like really researching where blended families began because we in the society, we thinking, oh my goodness, it's such a shame, you know, when you get a divorce and you have to remarry and then you have kids from other marriage and it's like such a mess, right? But then I was like, I said that me ladies been going over the past, we go and research and I figure out like where, you know, where blended families began. So I came across the first blended family and it's the descendant of Cain. Cain is from Adam and Eve, the first son that Adam and Eve created, right? And they had Abel and Cain, and we all know the story of Abel. Abel was killed by Cain because Cain got jealous, but Cain was the only one that started to generate children, right? From Adam and Eve. So Cain has a descendant, his descendant, oh, wait, I wrote it down somewhere, guys. Okay. Yes, Cain's first son was Enoch. Then Enoch had a son named Ired, it was a grandson. And then, then Ired had a son, was Okay, guys, don't don't kill me for mispronouncing his name because the names in the, the beginning is very difficult. <laughs> and then Ira had a son named Mila, Mila, something like that. And then Mila had a son named um, Lamish, Lamish, and Lamish married two women, and that's where the first two women 
uh, I mean, the first blended family is created, and this is all the beginning in Genesis. Genesis, right after, like, uh, what I what I read about how God made Adam and Eve, it's right in the beginning, guys, in Genesis, and that's the first blended family. Then the second blended family I discovered was when Abraham and um, Abraham and Sarah could not have kids because you know everyone knows this, the story of Sarah was barren for ninety years before she had her first son, Isaac. But prior to that, because, you know, God had promised Abraham generations to come from his seed, Sarah got anxious and then she decided to give her servant Hagar to her husband, Abraham. And then Abraham and Sarah, um, Abraham and Hagar conceived a child and that's Ishmael. So that's the second blended family within the Bible. And then a few years passed, I think like almost 20 years passed and Sarah had Isaac. So those are the two blend like the set or the second blended family i found within the bible then the third blended family i found is jacob jacob come from isaac so isaac is jacob's um father right i mean isaac is that isaac is from had jacob and i think it had a few other kids but i can't remember the other kids right now and then jacob decided to marry he was in love with rachel but then if you if you know the story about that because rachel was a younger daughter of i think Amalek, Amalek, the father of um, Rachel, and then he um, he had this um, this deal with Jacob. The only way you can marry Rachel, you have to marry Leah. So then Leah had all these kids, and Rachel only had one, I believe, and then she died because of, I think the complications of birth. But that was the third Brenner family I found, and this is the beginning, guys. This is all in Genesis. The first chapter of the Bible is all in Genesis. Then I started reading some more, and the next the next story I found. I discovered was in um, Exodus chapter two when Moses was joined to a blended family, and everyone knows that story. Moses' mother, because the Pharaoh was trying to kill or um, make childbirth difficult for the Hebrew woman, that she ended up putting Moses in the Nile River, and Moses was discovered by um, Pharaoh, the Pharaoh at the time's daughter. So Pharaoh's daughter ended up raising Moses, right? So these are all the beginning, guys. These are the first two books of the Bible where the blended families have begun. So blended families is nothing new. It's been with us from the beginning of time. And then after that, the next one I discovered, because there's so many after that, but the one most important one that we all know about is Jesus Christ. How Jesus Christ came to Joseph, and, and that was through miracle birth. When Mary, when God chose Mary to carry Jesus, and Jesus had to be raised by Joseph and Joseph became his stepfather and that's a very famous freaking you know blended family that we all know about but no one looks at it in the way as it being blended you know it was oh it's a miracle birth but if you look at it it's actually a blended family right Lily yes correct yes Joseph was the stepdad he took over which was the son of God and he was placed in Mary's womb and he took over he had to love the baby and take over and raise him because right. as a father yeah that is our obligation raising him giving him food and taking care of him you know mm-hmm. and that's amazing because you think about it people are like oh you know jesus was you know the, the, the son of god but then joseph had to step in and give him the tools he needed you know before he he stepped into the purpose that god placed him but joseph had to give him how to you know how to fend for yourself how to i think joseph was a woodworker so he had to teach him how to you know um make money on the side you know while make a living you know and then teach him the the earthly manners of how a man should be within this earth right not knowing that they had or they knew that they had that jesus was you know a blessed um you know human being but joseph had to step in their father wrote on earth 
and be that father that Joseph, I mean, that Jesus needed at the time. And then obviously they had the other kids and that's a blended family that within the blended family, you have to have love and love is the most important thing, you know? So me and Lily both come from blended family. So Lily's gonna talk about her blended family a little more then I'll jump in after, right afterwards. Yes. So, um, I have, oh, I was, I was going to start with the verse. So the, uh, the verse that I like is the last, I can't say, but, it's, uh, Ecclesians, uh, four verse, chapter four, nine. verse nine to 12. Yeah. So it says two are more better than one, because if they have a good reward for their efforts, for they fall, his compa- companion can lift him up, but pity the one who is by, with, without another. For he is left by himself, and if two lie down together, they can keep themselves warm, and they can help one another stay warm. For someone, you know that what that's saying. That verse is saying to me what I got from there is, don't be alone. Um, a lot of people think that once you get divorced, you should be alone and raise these kids and do it all by yourself. I tried that for six years. It was so hard. So mm-hmm. I, I, I went through a really hard divorce and I would always punish. I would always think I shouldn't have left that divorce. Now I'm worth less because I'm not married and my kids are not going to have a kid. And I always thought my pride would be like, you raise these kids by yourself. Don't bring another man into there. So for a mm-hmm. lot of, for six years, I was trying to raise these kids by myself, but I was a hot mess. I would have mood swings. I would try to financially, I couldn't do it. Uh, it was just really, really hard. And then one day I met a guy and I fought for myself, like, oh, I don't want to do this to my kids. I'm going to make them step kids, which I would always have nightmares that four kids were going to be raised by another guy. And they were going to just, you know, I've seen the movie Stepdad and I've seen, you know, all these <laughs> yeah. the reputation that stepfathers have. So um, I, I debated a lot with that. I, I remember even always thinking like, I have a little 12 year old daughter. What if something happened? It was just horrible. So for me, I was like so scared of the world. Um, but looking at this verse, I it, it's just one by themselves. Imagine if you're having a bad day, but when you have another person, that other person can lift you, can help you, can rise you, keep, keep you going. So you need to have like a partner, which is like a family. Then I got married with Ernie and he has helped me through a lot. So I, I have, it's me. And my two kids, Angela and Louis, who I got from my previous husband. And um, I got married. Then I had two more kids with Ernie, which are now we have four kids total. And mm-hmm. uh, we, that's how my blended family is. And that's how it started. And he's uh, been taking financially taking care of them emotionally. He's been there every day since for it's going to be 10 years. And he's the best dad they could have gotten better than even his bio the one that birthed them <laughs> he's been Thank there you, he's Ernie. always there <laughs> yes like even though i know i'm gonna say to Ernie, even though i know you don't feel like you do enough trust me Ernie, you do a lot a lot yeah. of stepdads don't and stepmoms don't get the accolations and they do more than they think <laughs> yeah, the enemy's there trying to mess with them but if you step up and you are providing and you're showing up every day and you're respecting their mothers, even if you don't do more, you already did more. <laughs> you already did a lot. Yep. You know, you have, you, yeah. 
you don't abandon them you show up every day because a lot of kids have the, the abandonment spirit you know they've been left they've been you know and when you come in and you're trying to respect their mother trying to build the family you're giving them a sense of security which I've seen Ernie do multiple times for through 10 years <laughs> good job Ernie good job <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then about my, my, my little family um so I, I'm, I've been a widow, so I became a widow at 22. I had two boys um, from my previous marriage, and I never dated, you know, I dated here and there, but I never really found, like, same thing like Lily, I had fears of, like, you know, um, starting a new family or something else, you got this kid, and you see, like, these movies talk about how, you know, step-parents can be horrible to their kids, and, you know, you have those fears as a mother, like, okay, now, you know, how you start over, and especially me, I, I my kids at a young age, so I um skeptical of how are we gonna raise you know what the different um you know you know because obviously all parents raise their kids differently so i didn't know how i was gonna conflict with mine so it took me i took me i took oh i think i settled down now i've been on hector for almost yeah so it took me a long time and they were anything <laughs> you know before because they, they lost their dad at two and three so it took me a long time to settle down because I, I wasn't sure because you have those you know you have those fears of how your kids are going to be accepted especially me and family out here so it was even harder for me to because i had no family so was, how do i start a new family over again you know with two boys that don't have a dad anymore because their dad was six feet deep and we'll never see them again they don't even remember the dad so and he really he really like I didn't think I needed a man because you know you, you're young, independent. You, you know you can do everything by yourself. Women can do things a man can do, right? But raising boys is not as easy as you think. You know, even girls is not easy. Like they need certain guidance from the father figure, right? And we've had our ups and downs when it comes to our kids because he also he when I met him he was divorced and he had his two kids, so we had four. So we had to navigate. Like, do we want another one? You know what I'm saying? Because now we we. I, we together but we had two from other relationships right and it was a struggle so we basically said you know what we fit one you know little one together he's not we'll be turning five soon so he's the little we have back and easier it has not been easy especially i have no significant other that interferes with he has to figure out ex-wife that interferes sometimes you know so we go through the motions of like the you know, and and because we are on two different pages when it comes to discipline, kids, we have to, we have to find conversation is another key thing to blend the families. Because love is number one. I mean, let me talk about love is number one, but also compromisation because now they have been exposed to another type of uh, you know his kids have been exposed to another type of upbringing, and my kids only know me, you know, so they had no other interference, no other guy came in and tried to graze my children, you know. So we have that fear. You just like how. You know how can you work with a family within a family you know and then and then reading through the bible verses like god already gives us those tools because it shows how if you read the stories how you know blended families have been around for a long time and it gives you the tools and the most important tool is love love yeah. love love and then the second one is patience because you need a lot of patience when you have been a family <laughs> a, lot. a lot of patience yeah. And then you have to have communication. Communication to me is definitely important because you need to be on the same page. Because sometimes you assume the person knows we're trying to, you know, we're trying to um, achieve the goal we're trying to achieve. But if you don't communicate that, you will last, you know. And then you have to have. I know you're probably the same. That you have to have be on the same footing when it comes to discipline. Because if you're not, oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. 
they can play you. Yes. Yes, so, we in the been the same page. Um, uh, uh, see, when I, I for for me when I got married, I had so when I was married with my first husband, we kind of did it together. Then when I was by myself raising my kids for six years, I did a lot of rituals with like a lot of things with my kids. Like I would go to work. And then they had me 100% of the time. I would sleep with my son. He was eight years old and I would sleep with him and I would cuddle him. We used to live in my mom's. I had one bedroom for me and my kids. So it was, we were always together. It was always us three. We would always be the three musketeers. We were down <laughs> crazy, you know, like it was always us. Like we didn't have to ask nobody, just us. So when I got yep. married with Ernie, we had to change everything because we already knew he was, my little one was eight and my oldest one was 12. So when we, I got married, I had to set up again, a new structure. We had to reformat everything because at the beginning, my husband Ernie would feel left out because it was just us three. So we were so, we had a pact. Like we did the pact between us three, you know, our family broke. So now we have each other and us, we, us three, me and the two kids, we were gonna take care of each other and we were gonna be you know, mm-hmm. hold each other's back. So when my husband and I got married, I, everything had to change. And I had to explain to my son, son, you know, you're eight years old, I'm getting married. So now I'm gonna be sleeping with, in the room with mommy and daddy. And he had to step out. And it was, everything was, ha- we had to change everything. We had to explain, communicate, talk to Louis. Louis, now you have a new dad, a stepdad. He's the one paying for everything. He's gonna be the head of the family. And now mm-hmm. you're gonna be the, the boy. And now you gotta, you know, it used to be the three. Now it's, so it's like, you have to again, because remember how the God wants us. God is first, the husband is second, the kids is third. So you have to again, set up, talk, communicate, explain. This is the family, because the family has to be how God created it. The husband has to be the head. The wife has to be the love and the nurturing. And the kids gotta be the kids. We gotta raise them, feed them till they're 18. And then we give them to God and they gotta go do whatever their purpose is in life you know i'm not saying keep them out i would never keep my daughter's 22 she still still lives with me but now Mm -hmm. you know she's trying to become the purpose that god created and that's the family that we are so the purpose of a family why god doesn't want us alone is because every day is hard every day is a struggle like today my kid my daughter's struggling through she just got to divorce so we're together and we help her out Mm-hmm. With then uh, when last two months ago my husband was struggling with his business we all got together we all prayed we all helped each other out and we were encouraging him and Ernie you're a great dog, dad you know you're doing good just keep going we're gonna be okay See, that's what the family is for that's why mm-hmm. we're together we're a team you know we we got each other's back that's why God wants us to have a family does it matter how it is like you know we all have different circumstances there's a regular marriage Mommy mm-hmm. and daddy hit it off. They get married at 20 and they last forever and they're happily married and they have different issues. Sometimes that's one family and that's the original traditional one. Okay, cool. The other family can be, you know, they they were together like mine and we faced drugs and violence and it got hard and we couldn't be together because it was dangerous for our kids. We had to get divorced. That's my mm-hmm. situation. Divorced families are awesome good too. They get divorced and then they meet somebody else and they you know as a wife I needed somebody to hold me up I had mm-hmm. God but I needed a you know I needed a partner so that's another one death that's yours that's another family you know sometimes one of the parents or two of the parents are gone and God wants you to have your family if it's 
you and you get married with a new person and your kids, that's beautiful. But let's pretend there's no parents and you have to go with grandpa and grandma. That's a beautiful family too. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all beautiful families. What God wants is for you to have a nice circle, a nice, a nice, because every day you're going to face sickness. You're going to face financial struggles. You're going to face spiritual str- uh, strikes or mm-hmm. you know attacks. You're going to face sadness. You're going to face So God doesn't want you by yourself because he knows how hard this world is. So he wants yeah. you to build as a family. Uh, 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 what is it called? Like when you're attacking, you're in a little, uh, he wants you to create like a little, uh, I call it, my, I call, I call my home a base. A base, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a base. Like I call tell my kids, this is base. When mm-hmm. you come to this house, you always know we're here. Ma Ernie's here. Dad is here, and are your brother and your older sisters here, or your little ones, even our puppies? <laughs> This is yeah. them. You go out there, you hustle, you break your bag, they attack you, they hurt you. But when you get here, this is base. I like This that. Where... I love that base. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we come here, and my daughter would go into divorce. I told her, "Come, you're home. You're home. This is base. Yeah. Get as much you can get, so you can go again. You know. And it's exactly it's just what it is. I think." that's what family is family shouldn't be too complicated it sh- it, we don't ex- nothing expects like Ernie always says you know I tell him oh you should go spend some time with my son and be a good role model for him because you guys are guys and he goes you know what he knows I love him and um, we're sitting the table and we don't say a word but he knows I'm his stepdad mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's uh, you true know, <laughs> uh, for me I I'm and I want you to tell me I love you and I'll tell you I love you so I always say but he always says like we have a relationship it's our way but it's the way we are together and it's just you know what it is we all know that if my son gets in trouble he runs home when he mm-hmm. gets he, he, you know like somebody's trying to look for me after school chasing me he runs home you know this is base you know this is very family that where the people that love him is gonna get his back at the end no that's what Yeah, that, that's why we need a family. That's why God talked about families and he explained about all these families everywhere in the Bible. Because all he wants you to do is just have a family. And even like the families, like me and Lou talked about earlier, we talked about families, even different families get not just some, you know, divorce and, um, you know, uh, death but also families also get created by foster homes and you know adoption and then sometimes you have mothers that cannot have kids so they go to uh you know somebody else to be a surrogate mother and that's also a type of blend of families you know so family is definitely the structure that god wants us to be like let me just say base you know family is important and all starts and no matter how you get to a family but you know you get there and the goal is always to have a home and a place of safety and love you know mm-hmm. so Sometimes you look at families and be like, you know, the, I, I know I was watching a TikTok not so long ago about the founder that she was adopted and her mom happened to be um, in a psychiatric psych- hospital for years, right? And she never even knew that until she, I think she was like 18 or 19, she found out that she was adopted. But that she didn't realize that she was in a blended family, you know? So blended families happen all the time and we all have different circumstances. So circumstances are not always going to be the traditional but it happens you know but the most important thing everything is love you know because yeah. even like there's some people that i've known personally that i have friends where they've lost um they they were abandoned their parents just dropped them at the at the doorstop of someone's house and they had to be raised by somebody else and that's another way of a or like i know when i was in my 20s i heard about um 
if you don't want your kids, you can drop them in the hospital. And I was like, drop to the hospital. They actually have a system where if a mother and doesn't have the father and she, and she able to take care of a child, she can go to the hospital and tell them, I'm, I'm giving you my child. And that is the hospital's responsibility to put that child into a foster care and later on get adopted. And I was like, they do that? You know, I was so shocked. But that's how families get created, you know? So we mustn't look down at the women and men that have like these blended families because everybody has a blended family. Somewhere in their family bloodline, a blended family has been formed, you know? And we have to understand that. So like Lily talks about like having a, a you know, just having a base and, and being uh, surrounded by love and, you know, because that's important. Like even even for me, like um, when my kids, you know, they were nine or eight when they met Hector and they were also they knew they needed a dad but they just never had a you know the father figure and over time the relationship between Hector and my sons have grown grown so Im- immensely they are so close and he tells me he's like the other day that like, we're talking about like, he's like I don't even need to um know my your sons like me I know they do with how how they are with me how they interact with him you know so I don't have, I don't have the time oh yeah my, you know because some people are, oh no my kids do love you you know because some some fathers and mothers feel like it like i probably had that like you think your kids love me and he'd be like yeah look how they look how they interact with you you know what i'm saying so sometimes like how lily and me are we very talkative we love to talk we love to be like you love us how you feeling this we all we all into feelings but sometimes there's no verbal cues where you see how they interact with each other you know no okay they do have a good relationship because sometimes hector and, and the kids be over here freaking wrestling like crazy like in the wwe <laughs> wrestling you know <laughs> but that's the way that they connect you know because they're all because i have four boys in our whole house that i've been in the family we've got four boys and one girl so it's more like rough over here and they, they do you know boy men stuff i'm saying male stuff you know right. but that's how they connect with each other you know they play around like sometimes you know they'll help out but they don't really have the, the, the outside but they need to you know i'm trying to get them to go help with the grass and stuff like that but this even outside of that they they connect with you know gaming they connect with you know computer things but that's how the men connect you know that's how i was learned out of my head because i grew up in a household with all, all females my dad was the only male in the house and even our dogs were freaking females but <laughs> <laughs> so, so i'm never really around too many men if i unless you know in my own home so seeing how they interact as men is like they have a different way of connecting each other you know so they don't men don't all talk about feelings i've never seen a man say oh i feel like this is more the females <laughs> yes but that's how yes. they connect i had to accept that i could not i couldn't force them to have a relationship between the blended, you know, them being even like in the beginning, like the two, he has a son from his first um, previous marriage, and I have two boys. So they, my youngest son from my previous marriage, and his older son are now like best friends. They are thick as seeds. Whenever they get together, they they talk. But in the beginning, it wasn't like that. They used to fight with each other because I, he felt like his parents had just got divorced, so he felt like you know what's his role as the son now? Where does he you know? Because divorce like sometimes hurts kids. You know, we don't even know how how they emotionally to deal with the, the the adjustments. You know, and it was a struggle for the first like I think for the first three four years they had to, they had to learn how to navigate themselves and figure out how they all work as a of the four of them. And now I look at them today and I'm like, wow, look how close they got. They hang out together when they come out here, when they, you know, when we get them for the weekends, we have them. And they were talking, joking, they, they know each other's secrets. And I'm like, how you know? Oh, I know so-and-so told me. And I'm like, oh, y'all are cool like that. And it's such a beautiful thing to see how they all interact with each other, you know? Like my little one, the girl, like my little one, my, the, my, the one, only daughter we have, she's kind of in her own little bubble because she's around boys, you know? So I had to kind of like, as a stepmom, step up and be and kind of involved in things, you know? And sometimes her mother, like I, I was close to her when I met her, which came to my life, she was only two. 
and her mother hates the fact that I got close to the daughter, right? So she every time's like, and I, that's what I've learned. As step parents, we have to we have to keep putting the effort into love our step kids. And sometimes when you have another, you know, the ex and the ex will somehow come and break up what you grow. You know what I'm saying? But we have to have patience. That's the natural patience comes a lot of times. It's like I got close to my stepdaughter, and then the the mother finds out, and then she breaks out, and she pushes her away from me. You know, and sometimes it hurts my feelings. Like I'll be like, but then I have to realize she's only a child. She doesn't know what the mother's doing. You know, she's innocent in the situation. So as a step parent, I have to. And it happens with my my stepson too. The mother comes in and she freaking like accepts the whole apple cart. She'll freaking throw her wrench in. The whole freaking plan is messed up. You know. But I have to learn to step back and be like, you know what? They don't know anything. I'm the I'm the adult, so I have to continue to show them love, patient, kindness, as I will show my kids the same way. But sometimes I get frustrated. It hurts my feelings when she does when ex wife does crazy shit, you know. But I have to step myself out and go to God and be like, Father, what do I do? So my, God keeps telling me, be patient with them, show them love, don't change them, don't switch on them, don't isolate them. You know, so don't make them feel different from your kids, you know? And I had to learn that. It took me years to finally get to that point where I'm like, okay, let me be patient. You know, because sometimes, like, like, she, like for example, I'll give you an example. Let me, let me tell a story. So we moved to Florida 2020, right? In June. When I first saw them, I haven't seen them for two years. So when I first saw them after two years, they were so excited. They're like, oh my God, stepmom's here. You know what I'm saying? So, so happy. When the ex found out, you know, they went back over there. They came back two weeks later. They stopped talking to me. They weren't even excited no more. They were like, they, like they had like this anger towards me, right? And and I didn't, I couldn't understand why that they didn't like me no more. But then I had to take a step back. I prayed about it. I talked to God about it, and God was like, "It's not them. It's her. She's she is jealous at the fact that you guys are now growing your family together, and she because she wanted Hector back, right? But she using the kids to hurt me, and I'm like that's immature right but you know that's how the devil works sometimes he uses people against you so i had to learn take it from then and kind of regrow my relationship with them again it hasn't been easy but it's a it's a it's a process you know it's, it's still not the same how it was when they were little but i see through my kids that they're getting close even though they might not be close to me anymore but my kids they accept each other as family now you know they know they are family you know and it hurts but as step parents you have to just kind of Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you navigate your own feelings you know make them not feel guilty or make them not feel at the out of the the picture you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying literally like yeah make them feel involved like, yeah. like i think <laughs> i i think what i've noticed and i'm I, i think this you're gonna relate with this is having a blended family is not a microwave thing what does that mean it's not uh you put it in for 30 seconds and it's ready no it's like a i'm learning how to cook too so it's like a crock mm-hmm. it's like a crock pot you got to put it in there and it's gonna cook slowly with time and you mm-hmm. gotta let it overnight a blended family all of a sudden louis did not love earning it took years it took time that they invite each other and like nah i'm cool nah i'm cool and after mm-hmm. years, they start saying okay yes but it, you can't try oh you know you want to be you want to spend time with me he says no and you never ask him again it takes years it takes remember at the end of the at the kids dream is always the reality is they always wish that it's mommy and daddy you know it's just mm-hmm. everybody's dream so they believe in their heart that if that would happen that would be magical you know but it's can't it cannot it cannot happen there's things have been done uh once there's it you cannot go back and the thing is 
that it takes time. They have to see who you are every day consistent. Because imagine if you start like giving them the cold shoulder because they're not yours and how, you know, it's part of trust. This is what becomes the base. It takes trust, it takes patience, it takes love, it takes keeping your word, it takes every day showing up for them, every day providing for them, every day loving their mom or their dad, every day. It's a con, like it takes time slowly but surely because mm-hmm. a family is what it is. A family, that's what it is. It's love, patience. Uh, you know, secureness, safeness, you know, safeness. So they want to see that through the, through time, you, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it has to take time. It has to. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of love. It's a matter of God. So it's, you can't walk into a blended family. Like, let's pretend you're going to get married you're with a man, man that has two kids, and you expect those kids to the next day call you mom, and be you are stepping in as a mom and treating them and lecturing them. It's not going to happen. You're crazy. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. It's not, they, first of all, they've been destroyed because I don't care what you say. A kids from divorce, their safety has been taken away from them. Their yeah. belief that mom and dad, their safe home, their base has been ripped off. So those kids are already damaged. So if you don't see that right there, you already have a problem. Yep. As the stepmom or stepdad, you need to come. These are kids that have pain because they already went through divorce, something very harsh, something very traumatic, something very hurtful. So now you have to, if you're expecting to be a mom in one year and be the perfect family, you're screwed. You're going into the wrong relationship. It's going to take mm-hmm. five, 10 years for that little person to get their confidence back, to build their security back, to build their base back, and then see you as a mom or stepmom. So that's something that I, I always tell people if you're not ready to have patience love and get rejected don't go as a step parent you're gonna fail. absolutely and another analogy is also like like i will say blended families is like the bamboo tree have you ever heard about the story of the bamboo tree the china um the story they take right so the bamboo tree in china it says it takes up to five years for it to grow right so if you think about it you see all the bamboo trees, right? That's what blended families are. It takes five years to actually establish a base again. Like, because yeah. now, like that says, says, like these kids come from this broken home, like their whole, what they knew as stable has been ripped away from them. Mm-hmm. And we as adults have to take our emotions out of it because they are innocent in the situation, right? Because a lot mm-hmm. of times we don't, kids don't ask for situations. We just get thrown into it, right? And we have to look at it from that point of view and be like, you know what? These kids are hurting. And how can we... Because a lot of times I hear about, oh, I'm going to be the stepmom. I don't... Me personally, I don't consider myself a step-parent to my stepkids. I consider myself a friend because that's what they need. So when I changed my mindset to that, I started looking at it very differently. So I don't step up into that mother role. I got to be like this. and Because in the beginning, I tried it. You know, I tried to be like, you know, the mother role to them. But I had to realize... They really have a mother. So what they need is someone to trust and love and they can come to. So I've taken that back role and I stopped being like the disciplinarian. I let Hector handle that. You know, I just step I just step up. If they come to me and talk to me, I'm happy with that, you know, because they know I'm always gonna be there. And a lot of times we think, oh, you know, when we get married, you need to be a mother or a father. No, you don't have to be because you're putting too much pressure on yourself to begin with, one. And you need to realize, especially when they, they, their parents are still alive, that they already have those established roles in their life. What you need to be is just a friend to them. 
be there for them to talk to about stuff, come to if they need anything, you know what I'm saying? Even if they, even if they don't, because sometimes my siblings don't even come to me. But the fact that they know I'm there, it what make, gives me comfort and knowing that if they ever come to me, there's love, you know? I'm not going to be like, oh, what do you want from me right now? I showed them love because that's what they need. They need constant, you know, they need stability because they, what they knew as stable when they were born is not what it does when they um, when, when they lose kids to marriage, they, through divorce, they lose their parents to um, death. You know what I'm saying? They no longer have the stability that they that they were born into. So we as adults in the situation have to really be mindful of that. And it takes time, honestly, takes because time. sometimes we are not even mature enough to handle the situation, but we're there. You know, so we also growing, we also learning. So we learn from them as much as they learn from us, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, and, and that's, that's that's yeah, that's the thing. Love and understanding both sides. Taking a minute and uh, for me, I I, I just I, I I think about it like if Ernie would have had kids, like I would have to see that, you know, they him and his wife's kid, and I have to help him and give him back and forth. See, for Ernie, he always tells me, I just I I don't mind it. It's easy, yeah, but I just don't want the dad to be like standing here and coming in here and all that stuff. And he set his boundaries and asked, he's the head of this family. So I've always said it like, that's what he says. That's how it's going to be. So first of all, his dad doesn't get come here. He doesn't like us. So he doesn't talk to us. So that made it easier on us. But mm-hmm. the, the head is it's still, even though it's blended, we still have to keep the rules of God. So the husband goes to head. The wife has to submit and give this. And then my kids, all the kids, all four of them, have to follow the dad and the mom that's just how we have it in the house mm-hmm. and that's how it should be but we need and it's gonna take time it's gonna take time because I like I saw I saw it was really hard for my kids was they were so used to it was mom and they, them and we were homies and it was when we went to bed we would sit in bed and talk and cuddle in bed and and just it was just us three the writers and when mm-hmm. Ernie came he, he wanted he he comes from a traditional Mexican family where the mom and the dad sleep in their room and the kids each sleep in their room and I had to like change everything you know how dramatic how, how, how hard that was for my kids I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. and sometimes kids become resentful like I have like I, 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 I'm not told about my story that I have a cousin that went through that so I know they become resentful <laughs> yeah. and that's a, and it was it took a minute but they saw that it's just new family and communication talk every step explain the reason why it's happening you know then mommy has a new husband he's gonna be there you know this and then the new baby comes you know now you have a little brother it's not our kid it's our little brother mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know why I'm gonna mention this story but talking about that I remember um, when when my husband remember I told you he had an affair he had an affair I'm gonna go back to that story I always go to that story but this this one came to me right now and I'm gonna explain mm-hmm. this the Holy Spirit took me there he took me there <laughs> he took you there let's go with it um, so when I was when I was uh, when I found out that my husband had, was having an affair I was gonna um, I was I told Ernie get out of here and I got his bags and I you know I threw him on the front yard and you know get the hell out of my house. And I remember my Louis, he was eight years old. And I had Anthony, I think he was like nine months. And um, I'm screaming and yelling and telling him to get the hell out of my house. And my Louis starts heck crying. He's crying and crying and crying. And he tells me, mom, it's not that bad, forgive him. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he goes, he goes, cause I look at Anthony, he's weak. 
he's not strong. He goes, I remember all I ever wanted was you and my dad to get back together, but I'm strong and brave. My little brother's not, and that's gonna hurt him a lot. And I was like, what the? And then from that point, I saw what he saw. Mm-hmm. All he saw was his family, his little brother's weak, and his base, and his home, and his mom, and his dad together. I was just thinking about the affair. You know, it was, I was in my yeah. So for me, that's when I realized that the base, and that's what it is. That's where he comes from. That's when my son Louis was seen that if I would have gotten divorced, I'm not, I would have been taking Anthony's base. And that's where I learned the base thing. I don't know where I went with the story, but that's where I went. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny because like, um, I think about my, because my, I'm, my, my parents, I come from a traditional thing. My parents are still together since the marriage is as old as me. But I think about my cousins, because I have two cousins that um, my uncle, my aunt and uncle got married, right? And they end up getting divorced. So my aunt eventually got married. I'm going to talk about my cousin, because he's the one actually uh, brought about, like, you know, being um, the head of the house, all right? Like, this was last year, and it hit me. He, he called, so his, look, his backstory is that um, his mom was a single mother. The father, um, his father didn't want to claim him as a child, right? So she raised him by herself and did what she got to do, had her own business and everything. Then she eventually she married somebody else, right? This guy came in and flipped the whole house upside down, right? Not in the way like you and uh, Ernie did, but in a more, a, a really bad way, right? So he, at the time, I think, I believe he was like, well, I think it was like his early teens, right? And this guy came and changed everything. Like he could not go in the fridge. The guy put the locks on the fridge door. Could not eat. He couldn't eat when he wanted to no more. He took all his toys away. You know, he just changed everything that his mother had built for years, right? So what happened was he ended up going, becoming an alcoholic. Like he turned 16 and he started drinking a lot because of the mother was allowing this man to change it their whole entire life, disrupted it in a completely. Un- and even the mother started having, uh, Martin started having like these really nervous twitches because he was so controlling over her, right? And this man brought nothing to the table. He didn't, like I said, Ernie brought your, you guys stability and love and foundation to keep you guys grounded, right? To order for him to be the head of the house, all right? My uncle at that time didn't bring nothing to my aunt and my my cousin stability. He just brought chaos, complete chaos. So eventually they got divorced, but the chaos already infiltrated his whole entire life. So he drinks a lot. Even to this day, he drinks a lot, right? And he had to learn from that age, 16, 17, 18, navigate now his life. Now the guy left the life. And now the, 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 his stepdad is a homeless man lives in the street because this man had nothing to give, right? No, nothing. He brought nothing to the table. But they had an, another son. And now he's, I think he's like 21, 22 right now. But he sees his dad as a bum. His dad, his dad as a bum. Doesn't do nothing for them either. But my, my aunt had to rebuild her life again, right? From scratch. Start, like, she thought making this blended family would be her her blessing. and ended up being a curse, right? So one day he calls me. Last year he calls me. Because I'm also going through my stuff, you know. I'm going through my stuff with my blended family. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So he tells me that God revealed to him that because my husband passed away, right? He's like, Laura you are your son's head of household yes hector's there you know he is the he's a he's a father figure but at the end of the day god made you the sole keeper of your kids hector's there as a foundation for a man figure right to be to show him what a man's supposed to do but at the end of the day when it comes to decisions of your kids well-being it's all on you he said i wish my mother would have known that 
that she allowed this man to be chaotic in the life. He wasn't a good fit for the family, right? And because of that, he became an alcoholic. Now he turned his life to God and him getting close to God, he has opened up another way of how I look at the head of household, you know? Because sometimes like Lily has hers, her head of household is great. Like she know, like they have a good foundation, her and Ernie, they have a good foundation where Ernie knows his place, she knows her place and the family know each other, right? But then you have families that bring chaos into your life. You, you get remarried and this freaking guy flips your whole wife, even a woman do too, they flip the whole, um, Thing up and down, they push the stepkids away and make the, and I say the stepkids, and you know, that's exactly what happened in my cousin's life, right? So, when he revealed this to me, he's like, You have to be the head of household because your sons no longer have a dad, you have to be the head of household. Like, Hector's there, but he cannot be the head of household for them, so you have to know that. So, I, so our dynamic is a little different compared to you, really. Like, it's very different for us. Like, I'm my son's head of household, you know, because that's how God wanted it to be. So, and that has caused, and and because when he switched that to me, like my cousin told me that he's like, it kind of gave me peace. And that's why I say I take the role when it comes to my kid, my stepkid as being their friend. You know, even though they know me and Hector together and they know we work together, but at the same time, they know I'm not enforcing anything on them to be different from what they are. Their dad is that for them. You know, they have the head of household is their dad and their mother comes from when they live with their mother. You know, she's a custodial parent, so obviously they have more time there. So when they come to us, they know that we have a, a front, like we together with the base. Whatever happens, we, we discuss it between the two of us and we make decisions together. So they know that, you know, but they also know that I'm not the head of house. I don't control what they do. You know, I don't be, because sometimes stepmothers come in and they freaking ruin lives, you know, and I, my cousin is a prodigal of that. His stepfather completely brought chaos to their life. You know, so sometimes like when you have God, God will help you navigate how you should be a blended family. It's not always going to be traditional. You know, it's not always going to be the way you think it's going to be. That's why God is so vital in everything that we do. He has to guide us to know what works for our family because no family is the same. Because sometimes like my, my husband's ex, my husband's ex-wife, she's, she is a, she's something else. Okay. She tries to be like, be in our freaking facility and we don't i don't want to hear we i already told i put the banner down i don't i don't have time to do with it because she has this so much disrespectful things that i cannot respect her as a woman and I, and, it's, and it's so sad for me to say this but me and lily are about empowerment of woman right but his ex-wife the stuff she's done has made me lose complete respect for her as a woman as a mother as a person because the stuff she's done you 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 should never do but i know at the end of the day it's the enemy you know using her to irritate me you know mm-hmm. but it's caused us to have a disruption within our family sometimes but through the grace of god and how i am and how hectic we've kind of had our, we grew our base around god and he's the center of our life so that's how we know how to navigate our life differently we don't really let and get her involved and disrupt everything he knows she knows her she doesn't know her place she thinks she she's a person <laughs> that we say this but what i've learned is as long as me and hector are on the same page for stuff she cannot disrupt anything you know because he knows now the boundaries set of it he knows how to deal with it so he keeps her very far from me but sadly like you don't have sometimes we don't always have like how, like ernie came in in a great place like he, at least he doesn't have the in- interference of you know your ex-husband you know but sometimes we have relationships where we have interference of the exes and they cause disruption, but you have to lean on God and make sure your relationship is solid. Because if your relationships are solid between the top, because remember the head of the household is the husband and the wife. If that's not solid, everything will go disarray. 
So you have to have God as number one and the two of you number two and know that, you know what I'm saying? Because if you don't have that solid, it's hard. It's, it's, it's not easy. It's not an easy thing to have a blended family when the two of you <laughs> is not on the oh, same page, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for that, that must be really hard. For us, um, I thank God. My ex-husband, he's crazy. But he gave me full custody of my daughter because he didn't, because he reminded her of me. So I got my daughter 100%. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever. Amen. My daughter does suffer from abandonment, but God is good and I trust him. He takes only our son, which is Louis, and my little son faces. It's hard for him. He feels like he's taking care of his father, but I, you know, God will heal him. Um, but every time, you know, you have to remind him, baby, you're the son, you're not the parent. You don't take care of nobody. Mm-hmm. You, you, we love you here. You're our baby boy, you know. But I, and he doesn't. The, his, my ex husband doesn't like to talk to me. Doesn't like to see me. Doesn't like. So I thank God for that. I think I think God has protected me. He just doesn't speak to me. So I I, I love it. That's so good. I, 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 I see your situation and I'm like, you must have lots of patience, you know. You know, it's very, very hard. It's very, very hard to be a mixed family. So if you, you know, I, I say family is beautiful. Family is worth it. Family is amazing. But when you get married with someone, it's kids. Especially when they have kids and an ex-wife, you, you got to deal with a lot. <laughs> a lot, because trust me. A lot of love. A lot of love. A lot of God. A lot, a lot, a lot, Ooh, a lot yes. of God. Yes, because there's been times I'm just like, why am I even over here? You know, I question myself sometimes. Like, is it even worth it? You know, but I know it is because God put us together for a reason. Because if I, if I, to me, I look at it, if I never had Eric, you know, then... If, if, it was, if Eric wasn't born, then God didn't want us to be together. But because Eric was born, it was meant for me and him to be together. So we go, we both, we both gone through some stuff. We, you know, we had to learn and navigate. And we, like, we, you know, times we were going to break up or something like that. But we had to choose love over everything, patience. You know what I'm saying? Patience, love, yeah. Because you have to overcome everything. Remember, uh, he's bigger than everything around you. God is in you. There's love. Love, love will make everything. Love will win. You will win. Love conquers all because love is God. Yeah. Remember that, guys. Love is God. <laughs> yeah. And people get used by the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you know? So you just got to stay strong and love, communication, patience, and love and understanding. Yep. Yeah. And on that note, guys, we're going to read the, like what love is about. And then we're going to end it right there. So hopefully... We have blessed some of you guys with our craziness of our blended families. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So, First Corinthians um, verse, chapter 13, verse 4 to 8. Love is patient, love is kind. Love does, not, love does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of no wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. And that's what love is. And that's what family needs to be. <laughs> That's what family needs to be. Family should, the love should be the center of the family. Should be the base. Yep. Should be where you guys all run out when you guys had a bad day. Where you guys run out when you guys had a good day. Where you guys run it when you guys need safety and peace. Amen. Yep. Amen. So thank you guys for taking time to listen to us today. So I hope you learned something. If you have any comments, prayer requests, any topic suggestions, please hit us up in our DMs on Get Real with Lee and Lily on our IG podcast. And my personal one is Leora underscore Turner and Lily's is uh, Bible on the go. Yeah. So thank you guys for taking the time to listen to us. And we hope you guys learn something and you'll have an amazing rest of your day.
Yes. Bye. Bye.